Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online service, and、uh, we are learning that our spirit can be defiled, and、uh, because of the root of bitterness, this kind of defilement is the worst kind. You know, last week we learned that Korah, the the Levites, because of one person's、uh, bitterness. It begins to spread to a group of people, and eventually it affects a whole nation. And、uh, many, many lives were destroyed、uh, in the midst of it when God deal with it. And we also learn from the Corinthian church, because of one person, the whole church was divided against the apostle Paul, and、uh, it could have been totally destroyed. You know, so can you see the severity of、uh, this kind of uh, uh, defilement? And that's why God wants us to deal with it. You know, a lot of times we don't want to deal with it because it's unpleasant. We know the problem is there. We know this kind of uh, uh, defilement is being spread here and there, and you know, bad seed has been sowed into the life of people. But well, we live it. Because it didn't explode to the forefront, but Satan was already working there quietly. That's the best thing, quietly, because you know, and and and. But he was he's doing his work, and many are defiled. The 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 faith commitment of people is affected because of that defilement, and so we got to deal with it. We got to deal with the root cause of it. The person who Cause this kind of defilement, as God did in the case in Korah's、well, case, and also in the Corinthians church. Paul wrote to the church in a severe letter and tell them to deal with this person. And the majority of them dealt with him, discipline him, or punish him, whatever that means. Punish him. In other words, it caused pain. It caused distress. It It hurts this person, but thank God because of it, the person repented. The person repented, and that's what we want to see. But you will see that in the process, those who are close to this person, oh, they will react. How can you do that? How can you? You know, you have no love. You see, these people who are maybe family members, maybe who are very close to this the person, they are just reacting in human. Love, not God's love, right? We we know God's love is tough. Yes, He's very gentle, He's very loving, but at times He's tough because He wants to see our life change. He wants to see repentance coming. But human love, oh, actually, is our selfish love. You know, we're trying to protect the person, so we come against leaders who who. Uh, discipline our children or, or, or those we love who are close to us. I hope from the scripture we learn、uh, we are not to do that、uh, because it's important we deal we 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 have discipline in the church when this kind of problem happen. Otherwise, Satan will dist- bring destruction. But this is the only way that we can crush the work of Satan in our midst. So, Second Corinthians two verse six. 
the punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient. Why? Because the person repented. It's a punishment majority. Okay, so we realize discipline is necessary. It's necessary in the home. It's necessary in the church of God, the family of God. You know, God disciplined His children, us. And uh, Psalm 94, verse 12 and 13 says this, Blessed is the one who is the one you discipline, Lord. The one you teach from your law, you grant them relief from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked. So the Bible tells us, hey, if God disciplines you, if you are being disciplined, you are a blessed person because somebody cares about you, somebody loves you enough to take the responsibility to discipline you. It's not pleasant, it's tough. You know, the person who executes the discipline feel more pain and hurt than those who are being disciplined because those who are disciplined, well, they could be so arrogant, they could think that, well, they are so right and so proud. But it hurts those who need to do that discipline. So, but the word God says, you're blessed. You're blessed because you are being saved. If you're not being disciplined, you can be sure there will be a pit dug up for the wicked, for, for you. You know, pit describes hell. Pit, once you fall into that pit, that's it, you're destroyed. So can you see, the person will love you enough, discipline you, deal with you, even though it's so unpleasant. And, uh, and we can't run away. If you are not being disciplined now with this problem, later on down the road in another situation, it will surface and it will get worse. And that's what we see in the prodigal son. Oh, initially his problem is not so bad until eventually it gets so, so bad that he stays with the pigs. It what the pig says. So can you see? And that's why some people, they are so tough, they are so hard, stubborn. You know, it only when they bang their head against the wall until they got no way to turn. That's the time they humble themselves. That's the time they begin to listen. And changes take place. So there are people, there are members I know, I don't want to say anything. Let them, let them carry on until one day they bang their head because now what you say is useless. So I know what's happening but I don't say anything. Okay? Because I know the, the, the character of the person. Right, but I'm waiting for that day until the person has no way to... But, but it'll be painful. It'll be very, very painful. So we don't want that kind of situation to happen. Uh, so, so that's why when someone disciplines us, we are blessed. Okay, it saves us a lot of troubles in life.
And then it says, you are teaching them from your law. Because before they are disciplined, they don't understand what God wants, what are the laws of God. They don't care. They don't listen. They don't want to obey. But only when they go to discipline, then they know this is wrong. They shouldn't do it. They humble themselves. So that's why uh, we need, this is what we need. Discipline is necessary yeah, uh, for our good, right? And then the, the purpose of discipline is to bring restoration into our life. And so we, we don't want to despise God's discipline upon our life. Look at Romans 2 verse 4. Or do you show contempt for the riches of His kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? So when God deals with us, He's giving us an opportunity to return, to, to repent. And He's showing His love for us, His kindness for us. That's why the psalmist in Psalm 119, 67 say this, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. Right? So discipline is necessary. Discipline is uh, to bring restoration. Right? The, sometimes people just don't listen until... They are disciplined. And uh, verse 75 of Psalm 119, I know, Lord, that your laws are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. In faithfulness. He has not given up on us. That's why there is discipline. You know, once you give up on that person, you don't want to deal with it. You just leave them alone. Whatever they want to do, go ahead. Who cares? You, you understand what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you want to, you try and deal with a certain person. And I do that until it comes to a point. After that, that's it. I wash my hands of the blood of that person because I've done what I could. It wasn't pleasant for me. It was painful. You know, remember? It's a warfare. You're not dealing with flesh and blood, but the flesh and blood allows Satan to use them. It's a warfare. It's unpleasant. And I can assure you, it hurts me more than it hurts them to, to, to want to discipline them. And uh, so until a point comes, then I wash my hands clean. I don't want to deal with that situation anymore. That's it. Okay, but here it says, you know, you, you, you discipline me because of your faithfulness. In your faithfulness, you have afflicted me. So it shows God's love us, God cares for us. Yeah, and, and his faithfulness is, is revealed to us through his discipline. And when we show contempt against God's discipline, we refuse to accept it. We, we react in defilement, in rebellion against 
the leader who, who, who has to take us through this process. Just be careful. Because that's the worst kind of provocation against God. In other words, you despise God. You, doesn't, you do not honor Him. You show arrogance and rebellions in your attitude against God. Against God. And, and see what God did when the nation of Israel did that. In the Numbers 14, verse 11 and 12. The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the miraculous signs I have performed among them, I will strike them down with a, with a plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. So this kind of provocation, this showing contempt against God and against God's dealing and discipline is the worst, worst kind. You know, the nation of Israel did it again and again until God said, how long? I'm going to destroy them. You see? With a plague. And then, followed by that, God said, none of these people will enter into the promised land. So if we don't go through discipline, we don't receive God's discipline, we're going to lose our promised land. We're going to lose the destiny that God has prepared for us. In other words, when God disciplined us, He was actually preparing us for our inheritance to take us into our promised land. But when we refuse, we shall contempt against His, against His leading and discipline. Well, you're going to lose what God has prepared for you. But when the person repented, then there's restoration. Just like the prodigal son, when he came back, there was restoration. When the person in Corinthian church repented, Paul said, now is the time you affirm your love for him. So look at verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 2 verse 7. Now, instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. So can you see the purpose of discipline? When, God, when Paul wrote and asked them to discipline this person, wasn't to condemn and to destroy this person, but to bring this person to repentance. So when God asks us to have nothing to do with the person, what is he trying to do? He's trying to have us convey to the person that, hey, this is not right, you know that? You better receive that message. This is not acceptable. We have nothing to do with you. You better repent. That's the message we're conveying. But in our human love, oh, we just want to be kind. We just want to be... You know, we pretend nothing happened because we just want to be friends. We just don't want to talk about the sensitive issue. Just pretend. What message are we conveying? Are we conveying acceptance for their behavior, for, for, for the way they, they, they speak or, or, or do things? So how could this person repent? It's not even getting the message from you that you, you don't agree. 
right? So we so Paul says now, now that this person repented, so it's a different story. You must comfort him. You must reaffirm your love for him. That means at one stage, you have to cut yourself off him, but now reaffirm, restore, bring restoration to the life of that person. Okay, thirdly, well, discipline first discipline is necessary. Second discipline is the, the purpose is to bring restoration. Thirdly, discipline comes from fathers. Fathers do the discipline. Right? So, when God disciplines us, He is telling us He is our Father. We are His children. He loves us. That's why He disciplines us. And that's what the message God is conveying. Whenever He needs to discipline us, So we have to know how to respond or else we are taken in by the pain, by the rebuild, by the unpleasant situation that we, we just get caught up by all these uh, experiences that we don't realize God is speaking. God is working through it. And that's what Hebrews 12 verse 5 says this. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that address you as a father address his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. So can you see, don't lose sight when we go through these difficult trials and, and uh, circumstances and, and discipline. It is God who is working in our life, reassuring us that we are the children of God. It's not the reverse. A lot of people forgot about this message of encouragement. They thought, oh, you know, wow, this is, this is bad and... and, and and they murmur, they come against the leaders. You see, but when somebody disciplines you, they are showing the Father's love. They are conveying the Father's love to the, to, to the child. Because who wants to discipline other people's children? Any one of you? You love to discipline other people's children? You know, as a pastor, sometimes you've got no choice. It's not that you want to. Some people, because of bad parenting. They have not learned how to honor, respect elders and so on. Well, sometimes you have to deal with them. Got no choice because they are the pastor, but not that you want to. And it's tough. It's difficult. Right? Because they're so rude, so arrogant. Well, but got no choice because <laughs> you're a pastor, you're supposed to be a spiritual father. Right, So do not make light of the discipline from God. God, take it seriously. God has a very serious message to convey. You are my son, that's why I'm disciplining you. I deal with you in my faithfulness. It's out of kindness, mercy, I deal with you in order to bring repentance. So the dealing process, there are rebuilds. Well, we don't like to hear them. 
but they are rebuilt because of our wrongdoing, our attitude, and so on. There are correction there. And there are chastening. Cain, beaten up. You know, that, well, there's pain. You go to chastening, where there's emotional pain, physical pain, whatever. Well, it's because of those suffering that, that we repented. Many people repented because of those suffering. Before that, they ignore. They ignore the, the discipline. Well, the laws of God. So do not make light of the discipline from God. And uh, Proverbs 3, 11 to 12. He said, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Once again, the word of God is reassuring us that when God disciplines us, he loves us, he delights in us. He doesn't like what we do, but he loves us, he delights in us. And we are not to despise the Lord's discipline. We do not honor him. We do not honor those who discipline us. We rebel. We, we are arrogant. We are rude. And we resent his rebuke. So we just oppose what uh, God wants to do in our life. And uh, as I say, discipline comes from father. If your father doesn't discipline you and you are actually his children uh, by birth, then he doesn't love you enough. In fact, he hates you. That's what the Bible says. Okay? Don't, don't accuse me for talking nonsense. Proverbs 13, 24. Whoever spares the rod, rod hates their children. But the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Yeah, there are parents who doesn't discipline their children. Well, they may say something, they may mutter, but they don't discipline. And the, the, the children never learn. And when they grow old, they create problems. They create problems in church. They create problems where they go to. Because they never learn. Why? Because the parents hate them. Well, the parents love them in a human way. But in the sight of God, they hate them. Because they didn't take the responsibility to train up the child, to discipline the child. And that's why God doesn't hate us. God loves us. He trains us. He disciplines us. And so, we do not despise, we do not resent, but rather, in Hebrews 12 verse 7, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father. If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters 
uh, not two sons and daughters at all, at all. You are not legitimate. You know, my first Bible translation that I read, because I was in UK then, is King James Version. I can remember the word that is being used here in the King James language is what? You are a bastard. That's what it says. Illegitimate. So God loves us. God disciplines us. He delights in us. He's faithful to us. He cares for us because He wants our life to be transformed, to be able to share in His glory, to be able to enter into the promised land uh, that He has prepared for us. And that's why discipline at times is necessary because we need it to bring about repentance. So we, we need to endure. That's what, how we, re, uh, we, we, we need to respond. Yes, it's not pleasant, but we do not despise. We do not take it lightly as the Word of God instructed us. We take it seriously. We know it is necessary. That's why the Father does it. You know, my children know if I need to, even rebuild them or, or whatever, it is absolutely necessary. Not because I love to, because it hurts me more than anything. Okay, so, so we have to endure hardship. We have to take every trials as a form of discipline. Okay, endure hardship as discipline. Because God is working through every circumstances. So realize God is working all the time in our life. Discipline. In other words, for discipline, He's training us. He's training us for glory. He's training us for His inheritance. The inheritance is prepared for us. His kingdom is prepared for us. He's training us. So that's why the Word of God says, all things work together for good for those who love God according to His purpose. According to His purpose. God is working out in our life, according to His purpose. So when we respond to His discipline, we are showing that we are true sons. We know He loves us. We know He cares. We know He's faithful to us. We know He wants to bring restoration so that we can enter into His promises, His inheritance. So I hope this evening, we will we are reminded again, I'm sure you know all these things, but particularly in a church setting, when we need to exercise discipline, do not react in human love, human fleshly love, because we love the person or we are that person, then we create problems. We, we resent that discipline and we bring about a worse problem in, in, in church or in our life. But rather, we do not despise discipline. We know people love us enough to deal with us. And we know this is a spiritual warfare and it's not a small warfare. We know this is schemes of the evil one. We don't want to fall into his hand. If we're wrong, we want to come back so that the church of God 
will continue to be a glorious church. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for reminding us that in those unpleasant situations where we need to be disciplined, you are speaking a very strong words of encouragement to us that we are sons and that you love us, you delight in us and you are disciplining us for our good so that we can share in your glory. We thank you, Lord. We pray for ourselves, pray for the church. We pray that you will continue to cleanse us so that any defilement in our hearts, in our mind, would be sanctified because of your words, because of the understanding and the knowledge of your word. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Bless the church, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.